Hey everyone, in case you haven't noticed, there is a global pandemic and a fight for racial equality going on right now. So before you listen further, we encourage you to educate yourself on COVID-19 and the Black Lives Matter movement. Let's work together to make this world a better place. Thanks for checking us out and enjoy the show. and welcome to On Tour With. The podcast where we go on tour with your favorite bands and talk to them about their lives on and off tour and everything in between. I'm Jaden. And I'm Spencer. Let's hit the road. Hey everyone and welcome to On Tour With. Today we're going on tour with Karnik from Charming Liars. How are you today, Karnik? I'm alright, thanks. How are you guys doing? Doing good. pretty good. Hanging in there. Just chilling yeah. out. <laughs> all those good things. All relative, right? It's a weird world. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> it uh, really is. Yeah. <laughs> weird things going on everywhere no every corner you turn it's just like something new yeah yeah all the time yeah well we just like so we're in utah and it's like this past weekend we just had like fires all weekend oh. all weekend long and we're like oh my gosh <laughs> how, <laughs> this how, needs to how's stop. the uh, how's the corona situation in, in utah it's getting worse yeah <laughs> It is? They opened okay. up way too early, and then like now everyone's getting sick. We had so. some massive peaks. So Utah also never went into like the full shutdown mode. We just were right. like, just be safe. Yeah, if you want to wear a mask, but just be safe. And now it's like, okay, masks are now mandatory. We're looking at the possibility of a full shutdown within the next week or two. So it's gonna, oh, no. it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Yeah. But. That's all right. Everyone's in, everyone's in the same boat. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Where yeah. where are you from right now? Or where are you at right uh, now? Well, I live, in, I live in LA, but right now I'm in Philadelphia. Oh, oh cool. okay. But yeah, the East Coast is definitely more, more tense than uh, the West Coast was. But yeah. Um, but now it um, feels like everything's ramped up in California and, yeah. and things actually here on the East Coast in, you know, in Pennsylvania and New York have been getting a bit better because they were much stricter over here than they were on the West Coast. So it was, I, think, I think everyone's pretty confused yeah, in what rules to follow and <laughs> the general stuff that everyone used to do, right? But some spikes here and there and it's just, you know, it's a lot of chaotic behavior and, yeah. you know, no one really knows what's going on. So, yeah. But we'll get through it, though. That's okay. That um, is true. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get through it. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and your band, Charming Liars? Um, yeah, Charming Liars is a three-piece and from, um, originally from England. And we moved to the States about a while ago, let's say, several <laughs> years ago. And uh, yeah, we, we, we met different producers and we did a lot of songwriting and we just sort of grew uh, in the, in the music on the music side of things and on the creative side of things and um and then we 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 kind of finished the we we found the final piece of the puzzle with our singer who's from uh from california and so it's sort of like a british kind of an anglo us band alternative band uh and yeah we're based in la and um we just put out our first album last year and so we've been we were doing a lot of touring supporting the album and uh obviously in the last couple of months things have slowed down so that's pretty much it yeah yeah we yeah. were reading up on like your bio and stuff and it looks like you guys have like even like opened for things like weezer um which weezer is one of my favorite bands ever <laughs> well we just actually did some festival we we've opened for quite a lot of bands uh-huh. uh Weezer. actually no one really mentions weezer it was actually it was actually we just played before them at a festival okay so we, um, yeah depending on what articles and what pr are saying it's like there's a whole variety of, th- of bands that we've opened for a lot of them we have and then a lot of them we've actually just played at festivals with right before so it's true we have but not, but on not in tour. the sense that everyone thinks about <laughs> yeah 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 exactly weezer specifically which would be awesome if we could <laughs> they are pretty rad let's get you on the hell omega yeah. tour now <laughs> Pardon? Let's get you on the Hell Omega tour next year. Oh, with yeah. The oh yeah, Green Day and, and that would be Fallout Boy the, and Weezer. The smallest band on that tour is the Interrupted. I think. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's a massive tour, and yeah. they're they're in by no means a small band either. I know, I know. <laughs> we probably open up for them. 
<laughs> yeah. We'd probably open up for the opening round of that. So, yeah. yeah, we'd love to do that one. That's that's definitely a goal right there. Yeah, Weezer is a goal. I just yeah. want to go to a Weezer concert. That's all. <laughs> Me too. I go to any rock concert right now. Definitely Weezer. Though. Oh my gosh, I would kill to go to any any concert right now at this point. That's the general. That's the general vibe that I'm getting from a lot of people. Is yeah, everyone's scared. Everyone everyone wants to you know take these precautions. But then if you ask them about going to gigs, they're they're pretty excited and pretty desperate to go to gigs. So yeah, you know, depending on who you talk to, some say, "Oh no, like I don't think people want to go to shows for a while." But then I think music lovers definitely do. Yeah, like I'll you risk know, so. it. Not really. I don't want to like risk it. There'll so definitely be say, new proportions, but, like, but when we all of us go to gigs, oh, the yeah. next oh, gig yeah. that we go to is definitely going to be a bit different. But I think it's all about steps. So you know, from watching live streams to watching full production live streams to going to like a stripped down sort of chill show with seats and tables then to like a restricted capacity show and then finally to the proper show like we like we know yeah so i think as long as we take those steps to to actually have gigs but with the right precautions i think people will will be satisfied in steps yeah absolutely yeah i just i want those steps to start it's fine oh (laughs) yeah of course i I, I feel like everyone wants to go back to normal but like everyone Or I guess not everyone. Most people understand that, like, there's a safety aspect. Yeah, of it. I, I feel like I feel like I don't know. We don't we don't want to get polit- we don't want to get political here, but it depends on the, the crazy thing is like in France or in, in Germany or in in Poland or in Spain. It's like all right, here are the rules, and this is when things are going to change, and here are the steps. But here it's like it's weird. You've got gigs happening in in Tennessee and in yeah, there's Alabama, that, that guy Texas. that did the. Uh, 40 or was it four or 40 i think it was four thousand people's show chase rice yeah and everyone's yeah, so like, just pissed at him i know yeah it's like it's like so gigs are happening in some parts of this country and then you go to in california or in new york where it's like really strict and we don't know when that's going to be a gig in the next six months so it's weird you can be in parts of america and things can be kind of normal and then in other parts it's not yeah and whereas in other countries they have the rules for the whole country so i feel like america is a bit there's a lot of confusion. And for that reason, we're not going to be having gigs here as soon as they have gigs in Europe. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that kind of, you, you look at the size of Europe and compared to the size of America. And, uh, there's so many different cultures yeah. within Europe. And you look at the same thing the same thing happens even just state to state here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's so hard to control in that sense. I agree. Yeah just because of cultural aspects. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, now you said that so you um are from the UK and then you you came over to Los Angeles and that's when you met the uh lead singer. Yeah, we actually came time. over uh a while many years ago mm-hmm. and we did we actually toured, we we were we worked with quite a few different producers and honed in on our skills essentially and we did a couple of more, a couple of hard rock tours and we actually had a different singer at the time. And then we sort of separated and, 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 and rethought and replanned and sort of came out with a, a different approach and different sound. And at that point, that's when we, we, we met up with our singer who is from uh, just outside of LA. So we came as a band and we sort of changed after a couple of years. Yeah. Well, you guys definitely have like this interesting sound, like listening to you. I'm like, I don't know, like it's definitely like a form of rock genre, but it's a little bit different. So right. if someone were to ask you, like, what genre do you guys play? Like, what would be oh, your response? No, there, there is, it, there is no genre. I mean, we used to be a much heavier rock band with a two-piece, you know, two guitar players and and riffs and like, you know, more down the middle sort of commercial rock. You know, yeah, like just more standard commercial rock. And I think now it's we're we're definitely in a different lane where it's you know it, it's more alternative and and sort of progressive modern elements and it's more experimental and there's more electronic elements and and it's not so straightforward um, rock which is what we initially had done when we first moved over here but the, the the influence that we take from that period or or from the more rock side of things is definitely in the, in the live in the live uh, realm where we're more of a rock band when we play live. And I think people, because we have a live drummer and we're a bit more aggressive. 
And we grew up playing live rock music. So we kind of perform like more of a hard rock band, but I like to make sure that the records and the the actual recordings are more sort of um, a bit more relaxed, a bit more, a bit more alternative and, and experimental. So it's kind of almost two sides to it, to the, to the sound. Yeah, definitely. Cause I definitely feel that when I was listening to it, cause I'm like, I was listening to it, like just like jamming out at work. Like, yeah, this is like a good like vibe, right? And then, but I can totally right. see how it would be way, way more of like a, a rock show when you're yeah, doing it. That's show. how we do it. So that's how we do it. That's yeah. awesome. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely what we, we want to do. I'm just looking at your uh, Spotify right now, and uh, a lot of the people that you're compared to are in like the heavier rock sound. So you have like Andy Black, who's from Black Veil Brides, right? Uh, Palais Royale. Uh, well, we talked we talk with Palais Royale, and I think what happens there is a lot of it, – it was obviously a good tour for us because a lot of the fans, their fans started really investing in us and mm-hmm. like loving our music and loving us. And so you get a lot of those fans listening to us, and a lot of the Palais fans have also come from Andy Black because Palais toured with Andy Black. That- so because, of, because we toured with Palais Royale, a lot of the fans like Andy Black and they like us. So. Yeah. It shows that it shows that we had all we had we had a successful tour and we actually made a lot of fans and that's what I that's what I get out of seeing someone like Andy Black as a sort of like like minded artist because I don't think we are like Andy Black at all um, and like Blackfell Brides and all that sort of stuff I definitely don't think that we would tour with a band like Blackfell Brides um, but Andy Black is you know a different thing altogether yeah that's fair yeah, <laughs> yeah. so. Yeah, it's a good sign. I th- that's basically it. it's a good sign, I think. Yeah, definitely. So when you guys are on tour, so you guys have done like kind of a lot of tours, right? I mean, you haven't just done US, you've done other countries as well, right? Yes, we've done a lot of a lot of touring, yeah. Yeah. But a lot of a lot of it has been in the last two and a half years. Yeah. Which has been really good for us. It's been a real slog and a real grind since we moved to America. And um, yeah, I mean, the last two years, I'd say have been really, really busy for us. And, and it was, this year was going to be probably our busiest year. Um, but I think a lot of people have busy years and then obviously that goes to shit and yeah. um, <laughs> the, world, the world has different plans. But then I guess next year, we have, the tours that we were supposed to do this year are probably, you know, hopefully being moved to next year. And we have plans, other plans for next year. So I think just like a lot of the artists, next year is going to be hopefully extremely busy hopefully in the second half of the year and if depending on how things go with the world and viruses you know maybe the beginning of the year as well so i think a lot of bands are going to be in that position where they're really busy next year and they're just right now just sitting and and praying and hoping that you know things (laughs) things are okay i think things will be okay but the problem is a lot of the promoters a lot of the organizers have to sort of take a risk and to plan these things. Yeah. And what they don't want to do is take a risk to put on an event in February and then have to move it till the end of the year. I think hopefully by, by February, we'll be actually in a decent position and we can have gigs, but then you're going to get the, the artists that are actually then planning and they're saying, okay, we're comfortable to put on the shows, but you know, you always have to have months of planning. So that's why there might be a lot of space in the beginning of the year when there aren't that many gigs because People haven't wanted, they, they, they haven't been taking a risk or taking a chance to put on the shows. Yeah. Because, you know, there's just too much uncertainty. Yeah. So it'll be yeah. my, my hope is that it gets like summer of next year. It'll just be really busy and we'll spend a ton of money on concert tickets and we'll just be at a show every night. So <laughs> that's yeah, I my mean, goal. Hopefully, I mean, you, should, <laughs> you definitely should. You know, every, every ticket purchase counts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For whatever band, whatever gig you're going to. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So from all the places that you guys have toured in the past, um, what's been like your favorite place to visit, whether it's another country, specific state here in the United States, kind of where, where, where's your favorite place? Definitely. um, I would say it's, it's interesting. I mean, the, what I'll say is the places that we don't look forward to playing to are places like LA and New York and London, like these major metropolitan sort of just massive cities with all these 
just millions of people and, and essentially the enthusiasm from the crowd is never what it is in sort of like the smaller cities and the and the other countries that we go to on a less frequent basis. Yeah. Um, but of course, LA and New York is a great massive city. So we, we actually enjoy being there in London. You know, we like to be there, but then when it comes to the actual show, we never enjoy them as much as the others because the crowd never has that energy that, that, um, that you get when you're playing in the other shows in the smaller cities. So those are like the ones that we don't look forward to. Um, although LA is a hometown and London's a hometown, but at the same time, we actually played a show in London uh, in uh, February, pre-COVID, just right before it. And it was probably the best, one of the best, most enjoyable shows that we've ever, ever done. That was with Palais Royale, actually. So I'll say, I'll do a little bit of a U-turn and say, okay, London has, is now top of our list because of that one show. Yeah. But I think, I think over the last couple of years, we've been to Germany. Um, we've done a couple of tours in Germany. And, and I think overall... That's one of the most enjoyable places for us to play um, because there's a, there's a language barrier, but for some reason, a lot of Germans speak English as well. Yeah. So you can communicate with the, fa- with the people coming to the show, but also the energy is just there. And, and I don't know, it's like Berlin is definitely a very metropolitan city and it's a, everyone knows about it. It's a very worldly city and there's a lot of people there, but for some reason, the, the shows are just, you know, they have so much energy and you can say the same about some of the other big cities in Germany. Yeah, you know, a lot of people travel there, but they still have that that sort of enthusiasm for live music. So, sorry, yeah. So, so I think Germany overall, Germany is definitely um, Germany is definitely uh, one of our favorite places to play. That's awesome. Like, I feel like a lot of the bands that we've uh, we've interviewed, and like some of them have even done international touring, but like they're always like, oh it's like always about the hometown show or it's always no about- it's not not <laughs> not for us i mean yeah I mean, we've done the hometown show so many times yeah so right it's like it, it, it happened it, it's it's like um we definitely don't want to do the hometown show all the time um and uh you know for something unique maybe like a stripped down show that would be great but apart from that no it, i think it's for us it's about playing other crowds in different in different countries, different states. You know, yeah. whether it's you know yeah, Illinois or or um, Tennessee, those are always good shows as well. But definitely not, definitely not LA. <laughs> yeah, Illinois and Tennessee. <laughs> I don't think I don't actually think we've heard those two states. No, we've heard those. we've heard Chicago a couple of times, but definitely Chicago. Yeah, yeah. We hear that the scene out there is pretty rad, and I'm like, I want to go to a show out there. That would be so much fun. <laughs> So um, what would you guys say are some of your um, music influences? Ooh, um, there's a whole ar- array of things I'd say. I mean, not, nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, we've all, we've, we all grew up on the, on the mainstream sort of those iconic acts, you know, um, yeah. from like Guns N' Roses, Nirvana, all the way to, you know, Linkin Park and, Blink one eighty two and um, you know, System of a Down and and the more heavier things. We all kind of grew up on the heavier side of the commercial rock yeah. scene. Uh, My Chemical Romance was definitely in there when we were kind of teenagers. Um, and now I think we just we just like good music of all genres. We really. like pop music or R and B or rock. I don't think we have any sort of uh, you know boundaries. Um, so there's not we don't really we don't really come in and say oh I'm really into this or I'm really into that or really into this you should do something like this it doesn't really we're not really like that anymore we just sort of all know what wavelength we're on and what we want to kind of put out there mm-hmm. and so we and so when we create we just kind of go in that in that direction but we never have like a oh I'm really into this act maybe we should do something like that for the next song we just never done that you want to be original you want to be uh... I don't know. I don't know if it's like, I don't think we like, we don't be cheesy and say that, you know? Um, but it, yeah, we just, it's, it, it's always been, it's always been a sort of like, we'll just try different things and experiment with different things. And, and then we'll find something. And we'll all look at each other and go, oh, that, that, that's the, that's the thing that we want to keep. So um, it's, it's, it, it, there's no, there's no recipe or like, 
influence really but i'm sure when you listen to it you'll hear things and people tell us oh you remind me of this and you remind me of that and i'm like oh that's kind of cool that's kind of interesting even though we've never listened to those bands yeah <laughs> a lot of time it's like 90s like oh you remind me of like this this like the cure song i'm like oh okay cool <laughs> like, okay. And i'll go and check it out and i'll be like oh you know it does kind of remind me of this cure song you know <laughs> but we never listen to the cure you know so um yeah but no yeah we never have like a recipe or a plan when it comes to that sort of thing yeah which is kind of weird and not weird at the same time yeah so when it comes to playing the songs that uh you guys have written live do you guys have like a favorite song to perform live i would say probably a song called soul which is which is a song that we sort of get a lot of crowd interaction and we kind of get people to put their phones in the air it's definitely a sing-along one and, and it's not one of our newest songs it's definitely one of the older ones but it seems to be a crowd favorite and it seems to get a lot of people who've never heard us and they, they hear it for the first time. And halfway through that song, you definitely see some people sort of taking out their phones and filming and they sing along by the end of the song. So it's definitely soul. So kind of going off of that, then do you have like one that you feel like you have to play because everyone likes it, but you don't actually like playing it? Not yet. We're not, not there yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get you probably that point will be. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely want to get to that point where we're playing a song because everyone loves it. Yeah. <laughs> we hate it. At the moment, it's like we're just trying to get people to love it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so not yet, no. <laughs> and then on top of that, do you have like a song that you're just never going to play just because it's either too hard to play live or... No, no, no. No, we can't, we, we have that point now when we're doing the songs and we're recording and we're writing, we do think about that. Even though we have a lot of layers and things, we do think about the live aspect of it and fills and harmonies. So it comes to our mind. We don't restrict ourselves too much, but we definitely keep in the back of our minds so that we know how things will translate when it comes to performing live. Yeah, definitely. So when you guys have been on tour, so what's like one of your absolute just like favorite things about touring? For me personally, definitely eating. Yes. <laughs> I've just lists of, I've, I've just, when you tour this many years, you just make, you have all these lists of all the different restaurants in the different cities. And so every time we turn up to like Chicago or, or Detroit or whatever it is, I go to my, to my collections that I have and I look at all the places that I want to go to and then we'll hit them off. <laughs> That's me personally. <laughs> so do you my have, drags, yeah. oh, go ahead. I just drag like one or, or some of the guys of the band if they want to eat. And we'll just go and we'll experiment. And then we start, we've, we actually, we always take a photographer and a videographer with us on the road now. And so we started doing these little filming episodes where I'll just go to a place and we'll just sort of film it and discuss it, you know, make, make a sort of like visual or like a little Should be on Food Network. <laughs> I mean, people say they really like it. It's like, on our, we just put them on our Instagram page and on our YouTube page and we don't really promote them much, but we just put them up there. And then once in a while, people will message us being like, yo, I just watched that video and it, it's hilarious. <laughs> but we don't, awesome. we don't have like a campaign to like show people it and we're not really aggressive with it. But yeah, so we, we pretty much eat a lot. We definitely eat a lot. Do you have like a favorite restaurant in like period? Like no, there's one no, you got to no. go to no matter what. Not really. There's a chain. Where are you, where are you guys? You guys in Utah. Well, do, they yeah. have, do you, have Cul you have Culver's in Utah? Yes. Yeah. We, we got Culver's. All right, so we so coming from England and LA, where everyone talks about In and Out, it's like I think Culver's like Culver's shits all over In and Out, and that's it's definitely us. Like when we see Culver's, we're like, damn, we want some smash burgers. We want to go there. So that's definitely like a spot that we hit all the time. Uh, and so, apart from that, no, I mean every city has got different things, and you got the barbecue in the south, and you got the the sort of different things in the north, and and then on the on the, on the coast, it's different as well. So. It varies. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm glad you uh, just shit on uh, In and Out a little bit. No, no, I, I, no, no. <laughs> I didn't shit on it. I didn't shit on it. <laughs> no, okay. Just... Well, everyone's like, "Oh, In and Out, let's go to In and Out," and I'm like, "It's not that great." <laughs> like, it's, a, it's okay. Maybe it's better. It's good. Like... It's better than bloody. It's better than McDonald's. You know, you're right. It's good, but you're right. except for the I think... fries. Except for their fries, which everyone says, "Yeah, but the burger is so good." Makes up for it, which I don't. I mean, it's good, but I don't think it's as like, I think it's a cult. It's like a sort of cult following that they have, yeah. you know? 
So, it, which is fair. It's fair, but it's I don't think it's as good as they say. I mean, having said that, if in and out everyone wants to do anything with our band, they will do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> sponsor us we'll eat it in and out every damn day like with anyone so <laughs> you don't sponsor anyone it's like the most flawless business like thriving you know so yeah i don't think they'll be calling us anytime soon maybe yeah. not but there's a future right <laughs> there's, hope, there's hope and there's a future exactly <laughs> i mean if taco bell can do it then uh, in and out can do it too maybe okay i'm with you <laughs> i'm i'm, in, I'm there <laughs> Yeah. We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll start eating there. <laughs> so, um, when you're out on tour, um, do you guys have like a favorite? I know we talk about favorite cities, but do you have like a favorite venue that you've been um, to? You know what I'll say? I'm in Philly right now, and there's a venue here called um, the Fillmore. Yeah, which is which they have in 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 other cities in 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 the states. But this one here in Philadelphia is probably one of the most fantastic venues. Um, it's in a great part of town. There's restaurants all around it, but just the vibe in the place. And it's a massive hall. So we played here uh, probably in, in October. And it was just, it was a packed, sold out show. And it's just, so I don't know. I think that venue, just because it was a great show and it was packed, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but in general, the film walls are great venues. I much prefer the film was to, you know, the, the house of blues, which are also great venues, but the film was got something different about it, a different aesthetic. And it's, and for us, I think we've just had the luck of, of playing packed sold out shows in film wars over the last year. So we have a good sort of, it's like a good nostalgic feeling. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, film war. Film war. Yeah. Specifically in Philadelphia. Film war in Philadelphia. Yeah. Although, in, where are we playing in Utah? I'm trying to think now. In, in, in uh, Salt Lake City, we played some event center. Was it the... Uh... Was it... It was like... It had like three letters. It was like three initials. The D event center or something like no, that? No. No, it was like... It was not in the middle of town. It was actually out of town. It was not out of town, but it was like not in the center oh, of town. I'm trying to remember what it's called. It's got a parking lot in the front. Um, I know exactly where it is, and I can't remember what it's called. Some like three letters events, or it's like it's like something event center, like Salt Lake event center. Oh, Union event center. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Union. Yeah, Union something like something like that. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, it's a venue, I guess, but it's just a hall. Yeah. Yeah. So you'll have uh, to yeah you'll have to play like a in the event or a, I guess we've called? called the Greek we, Center now, but we play we played a, a a small room I think in that place in the venue. Yeah, is there a small room? So yeah. yeah, so there's like the big room and the small room in the venue, and then there's the complex which has three rooms. Oh wait, did we play the complex? And then there's like Kill I remember. Court. All I remember is the alcohol rules are very yes, peculiar. yes, yes. <laughs> which they are. they're getting better. Extremely peculiar alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rules in, in Utah. Yeah. Um, I think. So whenever. It, yeah. 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 But. We've we've played we it's weird we associate like the cities a lot of the time with like the good shows and the bad shows. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. That's the one event center I haven't actually not been to. Yeah, I still have I, don't, I don't think I don't think you're missing out much. Yeah, I don't think I am either. I, I just feel like every <laughs> show that gone, comes no through there, there, it's just so massively overpriced. So that- Yeah, well we played we played with quite a big band and, and it's a bit more an older fan base. So I'm yeah. not surprised that you say that. Are we, the one time I was supposed to go, they wound up getting moved to another venue. And I was happy about it because I preferred the other venue. So. That and makes it, sense. I knew where yeah. it was. I didn't have to use yeah. GPS. So that was my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. So when you guys are, we'll talk a little more specifically like a U.S. tour. So when you guys are going on tour, especially like in the U.S., um, there's long drives between venues um because there's just a lot of stuff out here um (laughs) so what are some of the things that you guys do on those drives to kind of like keep yourself occupied oh um before when we were in a really crappy van there wasn't much to do but now we kind of upgraded to just a less crappy van 
and there's a TV, there's like a TV in the back. So a lot of people just like they'll watch TV shows, play video games, and then me and I'm I'm always sort of in the front, either I'm, in, I'm driving or I'm in the in the in the, the passenger. passenger seat. So I'm limited to the entertainment that I have up there. But there's always it's like the more we've been touring, the busier we are, and so it kind of kind of works hand in hand. It, we've we've on the last couple of American tours that we've done, there's always we always spend a couple of hours. The first couple of hours of the journey is just a lot of uh, a lot of emails and phone calls and just and then the, obviously with the tour manager doing the logistical side of things. So before when we had less to do, it was we got really bored and we were in a crappy van. But now it's sort of there's a couple of hours of just kind of ticking off the to-do lists of, you know, all the emails. And there's also a lot of interviews. So we'll be doing stuff like this, maybe without the video, but we'll be doing a lot of this stuff throughout the day. And we'll sort of, we'll make sure that we're in a good reception spot when we're driving in between these states or in between the cities. So we do a lot of interviews as well. So just a lot of general sort of things that we tick off. We'll do those in the first couple of hours. And then, some of the long sort of like day off drives, which are like 12 hours. Ooh, we'll try and split it up with, with food breaks. So what's we'll, we'll like, you know, if we're driving from Salt Lake city to Kansas city, which is a grueling drive, yeah. we'll make sure that we stop at like, okay, if we're going to do lunch, we'll do lunch at this city. And so we'll make sure we stop off at a restaurant or like even like a sit down sort of Chick-fil-A or, or like a Chipotle, any of those things to break up the day. Those, those are very important for us. So that's sort of how we get through those long 12-hour drives. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> food. Food. Food is the Back answer. Food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Food is the answer. I, I like when I've gone on road trips with friends, I'm like, okay, so we're going to stop off here. I'm going to eat and I'm going to stop driving. So one of you guys better start. <laughs> and it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Food. Food is a stopping point. Exactly. It's a good one. So do you have like any crazy stories that have happened while you've been on tour? Not really. I mean, we did a tour a couple of years ago, like our own headline run and it was December and we were doing sort of like Colorado and Idaho and Washington state and Oregon. But, you know, we had been told that the weather was going to be suspect. And so we basically were like three or four shows in. And we got we basically got stuck at a gas station for like two days. Oh my gosh! Oh no! And we had to get chains, and we used we had to drive out with chains, and we were stuck. So it ended up being a disaster. We broke chains. We almost crashed a couple of times, um, and we had just have to cancel the rest of the tour. So it's it's not like a fun it's not a fun like rock and roll story, but it's like a scary story. Yeah. But that's um, apart from that, we're pretty we're pretty low key, very sort of organized and methodical and we don't we don't kind of go too crazy yeah those the winter mountainous drives are terrible yeah we know now we, we, we learn from these ridiculously stupid yeah. experiences <laughs> so yeah we're like oh we're not gonna do that again <laughs> yeah so so speaking of gas stations is there like we, we kind of do this poll what is the best gas station to go to Okay, definitely a TA or or a or a. Oh, I forgot the name now. Is it Pilot? No, Pilot's okay. Loves. The other one. Yeah, loves, loves loves. So loves and TA. TA has a special candy that I like. Oh. It's like these long green apple flavored, like uh, you know, like red vines. Yeah. But they're green, and it's a different brand. Ooh. It's called. It's called. I forget the name. But it's like hickory or hickory harvest or something. Yeah. And it's like, the, it's like these long green, green. So apart from that, I mean, TA and Pilot and, and Loves, those all have the best toilets, which is part of the reason why we will make sure we stop at those places, you know? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people to say do the old to, to do the business there, as opposed to doing it at some like small town, you know, knockoff gas station, which is just like disgusting. Um, but yeah, probably Loves. Yeah, a lot of people have said that they're they like like the showers are nice, and I've I've always enjoyed stopping at Loves or definitely Black Loves. Day I mean, they're yeah. organized, they clean. It's it's got good, good hygiene, decent food options, and you know, in the fast food category, 
So it kind of reset and get clean. So definitely say loves. And they're always there for you. Like, I feel like I've never like got anywhere. There hasn't been a loves like somewhere along the way. Yeah. You're just like in desperation. And you're just like, oh, oh thank God. Thank <laughs> God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Oh, sorry. I like to last my face. <laughs> so you guys just released a, a new EP. I think it came out last week. On Friday, I think. So we actually, so we're actually putting out a song every month. Okay. And it's a weird thing, but basically we want all the songs to be grouped together. So basically a lot of the time artists will put out like the album track listing, but then they just release songs in the lead up to the album. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever noticed that and you see like they're kind of like blanked out, but then as they release them, they become available. We're just basically doing a song and video every month. But we want all the songs to be grouped together. So gotcha. that when you listen to the newest song, you then have all the other new songs underneath it. Instead of listening, a lot of it's on Spotify so that we can make sure that whoever's listening to the new song is also listening to the other new songs. Yeah. So every song that comes out ends up looking like a new EP with that song title. Okay, yeah. but it's that not, makes but sense. It's not, but it's not actually an EP. Okay. <laughs> so, so this one that, that just came out is called Impact. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I think, I'm sure it says Impact EP, but it's yeah, just, yeah, it's, it's just, marked as it's EP, just, which is why I was I like, I know. And, and we're speaking to like our distribution team who's kind of responsible to, for delivering the songs to like, you know, iTunes and Spotify and whatever. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's the only way we can do it. Oh, yeah. So, every so then we have people say, Oh, your new EP is great. And it's like, Okay, yeah. cool. But <laughs> it's really it's just a new song. <laughs> yeah. So, the next, song. the next month, we'll have a new song and it'll be called the So and So EP. Yeah. <laughs> well, that makes. But yeah, sense. we just put it. We just so we're putting out a song every month, and this one's called Impact. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's kind of the plan for the rest of the year. And then you'll have an album by the end of the year. Essentially, by the end of the year, we'll have eleven or twelve songs, and it will it will look like an album. And maybe we'll put out a couple of bonus songs. And for us, we're sort of very much in the new wave of thinking, where it's like we need to be consistently putting out music. And the plan before COVID was to basically put out a song every month. Mm-hmm. And it would, be, it would work perfectly because we'd be on the road for most of the year and we'd have a song every tour, basically. Yeah. Which is great promotion for the song and we can focus on it and we can promote it each night on stage. And when COVID happened, we thought, let's just do that. Let's just do that anyway. You know, it's the best way to keep fans interested and it's the best way to make new fans, we feel. Yeah. And it definitely helps people like know your songs. So yeah. next time you do go out on tour, you'll have more people singing yeah. along. Yeah, well, we, we were planning on basically doing a new song, one or two new songs every tour, which is great. And we'd have to rehearse those new songs and bring them into the set. But next year when we go on the road, we're basically going to have like 12, 13 new songs. And we're going to have to go into the rehearsal room and just learn 12 new songs. Just going to be like, like tech, on the technical side of things, like that's, I hate that. Like I'm not looking forward to that at all, you know? Um, but yeah, so we were going to basically do a new song every, every, every tour. But now I guess when we hit the road next year, we'll have basically a whole new set and we'll, we'll bring in some of the old, more popular songs that people might request. And we'll, and we'll just sort of have a rotation of all the new songs, which is exciting, you know? So, so how are you guys doing your recording process? Are you like recording a new song every month or? Well, well, we had, we basically, uh, from about the middle of last year, we started writing and recording and being creative, if we can say. Okay. And, I've, and I, ha- I have my own studio space, so we're very flexible and we can do two or three times a week where we'll get together and we'll do three hours at a time or we can do once a week or we'll do sort of 12 hours. And the flexibility, I think, really helps the creative process. And so we had about six new songs at the end of last year and, and we've also had, we also have a new batch of songs from this year. and. So we have a, a nice choice of we had a nice choice to, to pick from, and we just sort of picked the strongest ones and the ones that we feel would translate best live, and the ones that we think will sort of take us the furthest. So it's a mix of sort of like, for example, Impact we started about a year ago, mm-hmm. and we only finished it three weeks ago. But then the song before Impact, or one of the songs we put out in March called Blame, that song was finished about three years ago and was actually supposed to be for the last album but it didn't fit with the song. So we actually just sort of put it on the shelf 
and then it's it really fits with the new the newer sound. Yeah. So that so that song which came out two months ago was actually finished three years ago, and then the song from last week we finished you know a month ago. So as long as they're cohesive, as long as we believe in them, and we and we and and we have faith in the songs, and we and we feel like the the, the listeners also going to like them, and the listeners are going to sort of appreciate them as well and accept them, then. There's no sort of we're not we're not very strict on like okay this is the newest song let's put that out first it, it all depends on the song and and what the goal of the song is as well. So, are you guys are all like are you guys all in just in different states right now or is it just you that's in Philadelphia or are you guys? Uh yeah, me me and our bass player was in England and okay. me and the singer were in LA. Now our bass player is back in LA and I'm here in Philly. So, so. Pardon? <laughs> all by yourself <laughs> yeah well, i have i have some family here and, oh, okay. and so yeah so it's so um not really but cre- like musically yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah but not for long so it's, it's it's okay you know we've got a lot of music and a lot of things lined up for the next six months so we're, we're prepared and we're ready that's good yeah yeah i definitely like i said before just it's been like fun to like listen to them like oh these are cool <laughs> It's oh, I appreciate EP. it. No, it's not a new VP, but you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I should say it. I feel like I should tell people that, but then also I'm just like, no, oh, maybe they don't care. <laughs> just let them believe what they want to yeah. believe. It's fine. Yeah, I'm like, I definitely feel like more music all the time is better than one lump of like an album, especially when you're a small band. If we're like the Killers or, you know, all these massive rock bands, and you can do what you want, and, and people will listen and people will take notice. And publications will, and PR and Rolling Stone, they'll all take notice. But if you're like a relatively, you know, small up and coming act and you've got to kind of make sure your presence is felt, I don't think it makes sense to put out, you know, 10 songs in a row and within a month, everyone's already forgotten about it. And all that work and hard effort is just, you know, after a month, it's gone. Whereas if you put out a song every month, I feel like you're giving, there's a lot of opportunities for people to sort of, take notice and put a magnifying glass at that very moment and you have 12 chances to do it so yeah and yeah. i think it's a good idea because i mean personally i'll i don't necessarily always want to listen to an entire album yeah so it's like okay i'm gonna go I, i'll listen to the song oh that was really good and then you almost like start building up like this anticipation like oh when are they gonna drop another song so yeah, i think it's definitely I, a really smart way of i i i mean i think a lot of people are doing it and also the reaction is always, you know, when we announce, hey guys, you know, this time next week, we've got the new song coming out. A lot, we get a lot of, a lot of feedback and a lot of messages from fans just saying like, oh, can't, I've been waiting for it, the announcement. I was worried. Now I'm excited for next Friday. And it's like, I mean, people have that anticipation and they're, and they're, they're ready for it, you know? Yeah, for sure. So uh, having coronavirus and having uh, everything like that kind of brings up uh, something that all musicians and especially touring musicians face uh you have off time so what do you do in your off time from touring ah um there is not that much off time as one would imagine (laughs) Uh, well apart from obviously when we're doing apart there's a lot of band stuff that's been done you know recording and filming music videos and all that stuff apart from that you know we all have you know it depends on the time you know our singer is a vocal coach, so he does vocal teaching. Um, our bass player is a photographer. Uh, and, and then I, I do production for other artists as well. So I'm producing in my studio with other bands and uh, doing some film score stuff as well. So we all have a lot of other things that we do, but we always try and prioritize the band um, to make sure that we, get, take, we take care of everything in that sort of sector. And then once, once, once we do that, we're able to concentrate on individual things. And, and, uh, you know, that's a sort of, that's a sort of strategy that we, that we, uh, take. Uh, so when we're off tour, that's kind of what we're doing, you know? Yeah. And so, so, and before we, we started recording, you mentioned that, so you're the guitar player, but you're also the producer for the band. Yeah. So what's it, I guess, what's it like, um, I mean, like you said, you have, your live show is a little bit different than your recorded stuff. So how is it knowing that like you came from like more of like this rock background and then translating it and hearing what you recorded and then producing it? I mean, is there like a, like, do you get yourself uh, in another mindset? Like, how does that feel? No, no I mean, 
you know, we've been doing it a long time. Yeah. It's like we started when we were like 15, literally. So um, you just learn. I'm like, like ask me, me recording music 10 years ago is so different to me recording music now. Yeah. Like before then, I'd be like, oh, I'll play this and I'll record this and I'll do this in the background and I'll do this. And then when we get to the rehearsal room, it's like, oh, I can't do any of it. <laughs> you know, I, I suck and oh, these drum parts are way too complicated. We just live and, and, and we learn from the experiences of performing a lot. And, you, and so now when we're in the studio, it's like we know a lot of the things. We know straight away if something is, un, if something is ridiculous or something is not doable or just completely crap. You know, so yeah. and we know what we have to make better, and we have those kind of instincts as well. So, you know, like guitar parts and drum parts, we've just learned to sort of know the road to take. Same with vocals, and, and you know, maybe a couple of years ago we'd have done like ten harmonies for something, and it's like now it's we just sort of make sure that the main part is as good as it can be, and and if we have to put four harmonies in, great. But it's a lot of the time it's like you know what we don't need to put a harmony there, the part. If, you know it does the job it, it, it serves its purpose it's strong enough on its own mm-hmm. but it's like now it's like less is more for us I feel. yeah you know so that's where we are at the moment where it's like less is more and then when we get to the rehearsal room it's like as long as you all know our parts and you know we have backing track stuff where we have like keyboards and strings and different percussions and it's like a process that we've just sort of done many times now so we don't really think i don't really get too nervous or too thoughtful about it's just a planning and just making sure we take off all those things. And then when we get to the rehearsal room, we make sure we play enough times that we're comfortable. And then the first couple of shows are always a bit crappy when it comes to new songs. Yeah. You just, you know, you can just feel like, oh, this song doesn't have the confidence of like the one we just played, which we played like a hundred times. But that just takes a couple of shows. And then, you know, then we're in the, in the, in the, in the smooth flow of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a lot of playing, a lot of touring. And just things become automatic and you just sort of figure stuff out. Yeah, absolutely. The long answer to your question. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's yeah. great. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm a producer myself. And so uh, I, I just finished up school. Um, and so the recording process always like is interesting to me. Um, how so... When you say you produce, are you meaning like you're sitting behind the board as well? No boards, man. There's no more boards. <laughs> really? You don't use a board? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I mean, if I go, if we do drums and I go to a specific studio that has a good drum room, mm-hmm. obviously, I'm, there's, you know, that's when we're behind the desk or a board, like yeah. a Neve desk or, a, or um, API or something. But now it's like I have the outboard gear that I need, you know, the compressors and the preamps and, and the, and the, um, the eyes and things like that, the interfaces. And, you know, I, I don't have this, I don't have a use for a board. It's very, it's very, a lot of it's digital, but if it's not, if it's analog, I think just get the pieces of gear that you need that you think are going to make a difference. And then you mix and match between analog and digital. Um, so the board thing doesn't really happen that often anymore for us, at least. That's interesting. Sorry to say. No, you're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I would maybe want, I'm, I'm thinking about doing some engineering um, and recording classes because I never, went to, I never went to a school specifically for that. And I'm definitely lacking in certain areas. Um, and I'm not lacking in other areas, but I definitely have a curiosity to, to make sure that I learn these things because I feel like it will be very useful, especially being a producer. Yeah. I think like the biggest thing for me was like learning how to use a compressor properly. That was like the biggest thing that yeah. was like, See, I'm I know how to, to do everything else, but like, uh, I and I, I went to school for three years and I still don't know how a compressor works, but I, uh, oh, what? I, Shit, maybe I'm not going to go to school then. <laughs> I I know I know how to use it. I yeah. I don't know how it works, but I know that it's like, oh, I turn this knob and I know it's going to do this. So uh Yeah, I mean, see that sort of stuff is like and that comes from experience biggest, as well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's true. All, the things I've learned mostly I've learned under the producers that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just learning from them and and the engineers that we've worked with, the engineers that work with the producers have been like some of the, the most 
knowledgeable, technical, technically gifted guys I've ever seen. And I've learned most of it from them. And I do definitely envy their knowledge, you know? Yeah. So I've learned the good parts and I've learned what I could in the time that we had with them. And then it's just sort of like just doing it over and over. And then now you have YouTube and you have all these informational hubs where you can like search, you know, oh, how do I do this on Pro Tools? And then you just search in Google and there's like a million videos and then you learn that way now. Yeah. You know? The internet's such a beautiful thing. <laughs> I think it's beautiful, but I also think it's not beautiful. Okay. That's a point. Very valid. It's both. It's both. Especially right it's now, both. in the last four months, like all the crazy stuff that's happened, it's like the internet can be used in a really good way, but also there's a lot of examples of how it's not being used in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know? So yes and no. Yes for like and no. In, for like gr- information on like growing and learning things and using it as a tool like that, I think, yeah, it's this. It's almost like a magic. It's almost like a magic tool. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I still remember having to like get out an encyclopedia in order to do some research for a a paper in like elementary school. Oh, I think those days are gone, man. I know. Yeah, I'm so glad. We're not that, I'm so we're not grateful that old. for it. We're not that old. I know this. This is only like what 15 years ago that I was having to do that. Yeah, different world now. I know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but our, our world was better. It was. We we're going to More the library simple. and being like, oh, I so need simple. the encyclopedia so for I know. N through M. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. N-A through N-C. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Awesome. Well, I think we've got just one more question. Um, and this, this is my favorite question to ask, actually. Um, so... If you could go on tour with anybody, any tour lineup, what would be your dream tour lineup? All right, that's what we're gonna say. Four bands or what? Three bands? Uh, four bands. Let's do four yeah. bands. That's pretty. Four ba- all right, so all right, four bands. We'll- and it doesn't we'll be- have to make sense either. It can be. Okay, we'll be whoever. number one. We'll be the opening band. Okay. Okay. So we'll be the opening band, and then we'll, you know, let's let's put, you know, it'd be cool. The Killers would be cool. That would be cool. I love the Killers. My Chemical Romance. Ooh. Yes. Just, you know, just because of nostalgia. Absolutely. Um, um, uh, that's a good, I mean, there's so many. Like Muse would be cool. Oh, yeah. They put on a like, damn good show. Yeah. Just to, like every night just to be like, oh, I'm just going to go side stage and watch that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so maybe Muse. I'm also a big fan of like the more sort of Poppier acts. I don't know, like this might be controversial, but something like Imagine Dragons. <laughs> Who was it? We we talked to uh Hotel Books. Are you familiar with Hotel Books? No. So they're like a spoken word artist. Okay. Um, and he was like, I want to open or I want Imagine Dragons to open for me. And it's gonna be like Kendrick open Lamar for- and Imagine bigger? Dragons. Oh, Imagine Dragons by far are <laughs> like the miles above. The oh, so this is why you said you can put it in. It doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, it doesn't have to make sense at all. Not at all. All right, then fuck it. Let's do Guns N' Roses. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Guns N' Roses, Imagine Dragons, uh, The Killers, My Chemical Romance. That's a nice one. We'll be somewhere in the middle. You know, we'll be like third. (laughs) Imagine Dragons are opening for you. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people give that band a lot of stick. But shit, the singer can sing, man. He's a great singer. Yeah. And he's a good songwriter as well. And they had they obviously a lot, a lot of songs they've written with people, but it's like, I just give a lot of respect for, a, for to continuously have big songs for like seven years, six, I, seven years. I have a personal, like, I feel like I can't hate Imagine Dragons. So Imagine Dragons, like, they played their first show here in Utah. Yeah. And like, Oh, because the guy's from Utah, isn't he? No, he's actually from Las Vegas. But they were but, founded oh, in like, Utah. They were all going to school yeah, together. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I I've been following Imagine Dragons since like before like Night Visions came out, since before their EP, their like first or like big EP came out. I've been following them for a long time. So it's like I can't just give up on them. It's they're like my child that there's no need to give up, man. But also, <laughs> also if you did give up, if we gave up. 
I don't think it would matter to them. They've got so oh, yeah. many fans. But, <laughs> they but own the like, world. It's fine. Yeah, it's like, it's like from that moment of that first song until now, it's like, cause if you listen to the radio and you hear all the songs, that, if you go on their Spotify and you look at their top 10 songs on Spotify, just all massive hits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? And so it's like, In okay, the billions like, of plays. Yeah, and it's like, okay, a lot of people, producers, co-writers, and it's like a very sort of commercial alternative band thing where it's done in almost like a pop major label commercial way but you still got to give respect for just keeping just doing it and doing it releasing album after album touring like hell just wearing themselves down it's like a lot of work to do that you know oh yeah so i give a lot of respect in that in that sense and a lot of people oh no and like they just shit on them but i just don't i don't get it you know it's like respect and and perseverance and it's like and it's great songs, you know. So see, I don't know. My line up there. Yeah. I feel like a Charming Liars Imagine Dragons tour actually could make sense. No, but it, of course it would make sense, man. <laughs> like hundred percent would make It'd sense. Be massive for us. It'd be massive. Um, that's the. I hope in three years' time we have another conversation. I'll say, all right, we already toured with them. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll check now, in in three years. Now we're on to. Uh, we're opening for Ozzy Osbourne on his. Uh, the end of the world part three tour. You know what? I don't think we'd ever tour with Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I think for, me, for the way I look at it, the way, when we're when we're looking at these opportunities and we're we're just like grinding away, it's like for us, it's all about the fan base. Yeah, oh, yeah. you want to make sure we look at it, and and that's why when we said like, all right, we'll tour with Palais Real, we pushed. We've been trying to tour with them for a couple of years because the fan base is so aggressive and dedicated, and we want people like that to like our music and our band. Yeah. So we kind of pinpoint these bands that have fans that we think would love our music and we could serve it to them. We could play 25 minute set and they would think, Oh shit, I, I think I found a, a new band that I like. So we look at it in that respect, not necessarily the, the music that we love the most or the band that we think we sound like the most. It's, it's about the fan base, you know? So imagine dragons, I don't think would be the best fit because I think they have a lot of kind of like top 40 commercial fans yeah. who like, mm-hmm. who like singles, you know, they might not, that they might not invest everything into a band specifically, but they invest into like a couple songs and they go into the show to listen to like, you know, radioactive. They're going for like a couple of the singles. And so that's great, but it's not like, I don't think they have the same fans who like go to a My Chemical Romance concert who like literally love every song by merch love the band, will always love the band, they'll never give up on the band, you know? And yeah. so those are the kind of fans that we want to play, play with. So oh, yeah. Like 21 Pilots. Pilots would be great. I think that's a great band, so everyone's trying to open for them. But Ozzy Osbourne specifically, it's like, we're talking about a very old fan base. Oh, yes. And, and your so your us, fan base be, is dying off, literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> literally dying like, off. Like, <laughs> wheelchair access, like, they go to, they, like... Can you imagine how, like, because Ozzy Osbourne himself could barely walk. (laughs) So for us, it's about playing to the younger fans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you heard it here then. So Killers, Imagine Dragons, Charming Liars, My Chemical Romance, and Guns N' Roses in that order. Hell yeah. In that order. Yes. Guns N' Roses because of just, because it's Guns N' Roses. Because it's Guns N' Roses. Didn't they just (laughs) do a tour like last year? I I think they toured last year. Didn't no, they? I mean, they, they have they canceled. They're rescheduling a whole bunch of stadium shows for next yeah. year. They're, they're, like they're, they're still right going, in the hey, get you on know it. what? Get Young people it. like them too. Okay, because know, that gets cool passed enough. down. That's like, the shit that got passed down. <laughs> yeah, so Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know if it got no. passed down. Like, no. yeah, no, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah no. That's my lineup right there. That's it. That's cool. it. Can't wait for it. <laughs> it's gonna be the best show of the century. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be wild. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> well. Thanks so much for joining us. For those listening, um, you can listen to Charming Liars on all streaming uh, services and follow them on all social media platforms at Charming Liars on Twitter or Charming Liars Music on uh, Facebook, Facebook and, Instagram. and Instagram. So thank thanks so much, much for joining us today, Garnick. Thank you very much for having me. And, uh, and you, you know, don't, don't hesitate to have me or have one of the other guys on any time. Yeah, Absolutely. we'd love to have you guys on again. For sure. Us as well. Well, thank you again. Enjoy thank your you day. Much. Take care. Uh, you, you too. You guys too. And we'll speak soon. All right. Sounds awesome. great. Bye. Right, bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to On Tour With. If you like what you heard, consider leaving us a comment and a like. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at On Tour With Pod. And you can find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching for On Tour With Podcast. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Until then, thanks for riding along. She steps back, looks out, breathes and waits for the lines on his lips to come through. She knows his bullshit, his friend's couch is cold, ain't been slept in, it's all.